Welcome back to another episode of the JR Roll Podcast, episode 22. 22 like Emmett Smith, Elgin Baylor, 22 like the 22nd ranked defense Green Bay Packers, and 22 like the 22 consecutive win streak by the Cleveland Indians. I believe that was last year. Welcome back, everyone. Roll Happy here. New Year, man. Happy New Year. This is the first episode of the year. Yeah, we're like two weeks into the new year, but when, you know, when things come up, come about and scheduling issues you shoot the first episode what two weeks into the <laughs> new year so happy new year to everybody happy 2018 yes oh, happy man. new year as well for me episode 22 man and uh we uh in the playoffs right now for football yes sir so divisional we're, round just ended we're gonna be talking about that um for me the playoffs were were good there were three good games um, you talking about divisional round or you talking about in general? I'm talking about the divisional round this past week. I just passed. Okay. So the three good games, you know, was the um, the Falcons and the Eagles, the, the Steelers and the Jags, and then, of course, the game last night, the Vikings and the Saints. Now, the least good game for me was the uh, Patriots game. I feel like that game, I'm going to talk about that first. Um, I feel like that game, it was like a good first quarter, but the rest of the game was just basically – Strong handled by the Patriots, and to me, I know you're a Patriots fan, so I know you you know the little tactics here and there. To me, I felt like the Patriots, like they knew they were going to win this game. The reason why I said that is because usually when they win a coin toss, they defer to the second half. This this week they said we're going to receive. So from that alone, I was like, yeah, they probably think they got this in the bag. The first quarter, I thought it was going to be competitive. I was like, okay, maybe the Titans are going to surprise us like they did last week. But after that first quarter, they got that first league, and then from then on, when Patriots scored, it was basically one-sided game. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, <coughs> part of me, I'm a little bit under the weather, so if I'm coughing throughout the episode, just bear with me. <coughs> but um, yeah, um, what happened was Tennessee scored first in the first quarter. It was seven nothing. Uh, I was, you know, looking at my Twitter feed. Seeing everyone talking, everyone was, you know, trying to write the Patriots out. I'm like, uh, it's chess, not checkers. <laughs> Game's not over. Then, of course, the Patriots scored 35 unanswered points. And it was 35-7. to 7. Um, The Tennessee Titans scored, uh, you know, a quick touchdown towards the end of the game but to, to, uh, to make it look a little bit better. But they was getting I mean, smacked. That still didn't really help. 35-7. <laughs> it, was, it, was it was a horrible outing. Um, here's the thing, though. I felt like what killed the Tennessee Titans was DeMarco Murray being injured. But the reason why I really don't use that as an excuse is because DeMarco Murray has been absent this whole season. Of course, like I said in previous episodes, I had DeMarco Murray on my fantasy football team. He started only one or two weeks this whole season. He rode the bench all year. I didn't want to release him just in case someone picked him up and waved a wire and he started dogging. So he literally wasted a spot on my team all season, which led to me not winning in fantasy football this year. But on a serious note, um, Derrick Henry had 12 carries, 28 yards. Um, The Patriots had literally stuffed the box Mm -hmm. every single time Tennessee showed run. So um, we pretty much forced Mariota to beat us with his legs and beat us with his arm. So he had a decent game, 254 yards, two touchdowns, 22 out of 37 attempts. He had a pretty d- 
decent game. I, I wouldn't call it an outstanding game. Though, like it was average. Yeah. You know, like Mariota had a typical Mariota game, and it's not enough to stop the Patriots when literally, you know, we were clicking on all cylinders. Oh yeah, clicking on all cylinders. Like all our running backs stepped up. You know, um, yes, Cooks. The first time I seen White in forever, yeah. I was like, Wait, he was here the whole season. Yeah, like I'm like. Like um, I think Tony Romo said it during the um the broadcast. He was like how, literally, he shows up in the playoffs. Yeah, shows up in the playoffs because he he went crazy in the Super Bowl. Didn't see him for the whole season because <laughs> Deion Lewis was dogging and and Gilsley and and, and Burkhead was killing all season. Even Brandon Bolden showed up. Yeah. And, and Brandon Bolden hasn't done anything this whole and year. I haven't heard about him in like years. Yeah. I mean, it was supposed like, to be him and White, and yep. then. Mm-hmm. So even Brandon Bolden, you know, he um grew the dreads, <laughs> and um you know the dread power helped him out. Yeah, and like like but, but but the thing is, I wasn't really too surprised because I wanted Kansas City. Yeah, speaking I, of that, like, I don't I don't like we could be, we could be one to that 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 round. I was surprised that they lost. Surprised? The, this is Andy Reid we talking about? Nah, here's why I'm surprised because here's a three headed here's a three headed beast for them. It goes Kelsey, Hunt. And I'm gonna put Hill last. Those those are their big three. Mm-hmm. Now you lost Kelsey. It should be a, a Kareem Hunt game. Why is it in the second the second half he had no carries? And then you trying to force it to uh, Tyreek Hill. Now stay with me on this one. Tyreek Hill is the same type of receiver as Antonio Brown. When I say that, they're the same. They're the speedy one on one types, but they're not the same skill set. That's what separates them. They got this. They're the same type of play you want. Like, oh, he could break away speed, one on one coverage. He he beat you. But the skill, the skill set, skill set wise, Antonio Brown has that skill set where he he's he has he has all those those that that speed and potential. But he actually uses it to the maximum the maximum um effort. Tyreek Hill, you try to make him do one on one. He's not gonna unless you give him a, a crossing route or a, a hitch or a, a quick slant when he's one on one by himself. He can make one person miss. When you have when you saw a double team in him, that's when the skill comes in. He's not good enough to beat you on a double team or take over the game like Antonio Brown would be. That's when I say the same the same type of player. I would more or less set. compare him to a Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn. He's a yeah, speedy, he, yes. he's a speedy receiver who's gonna give. But you... that's what I'm saying. They 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 in that same they in that, they in that same um position that the the player wise, but the skill set is what basically. Separates them. Okay, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's what I mean when I say stay with me on that. Because I don't want people to be like, "Oh, you, you how dare you compare him to Antonio Brown?" Yeah, like, no, not, same yeah, player, but I was, the skill I was set. Scratching my head with the that skill one. set is completely like, different. I don't know about that comparison. Yeah. I wouldn't call him an AB. I'll put him more or less of the you know the Ted Ginn yeah type Percy Harvin esque they're like they're like type they're players like, yeah, they're, where you know, they're, 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 but they don't have yeah. the skill set to really he's a speedster they, they, they don't find their skill they just yeah. they want to be a speedster one person they want to stick to that they don't want to work on it and be like let me add this to my book basically like how Des Bryant is a big body mm-hmm. but he just wants to be a deep threat he doesn't want to work on the slants or the hitches like he's like that's what I would say he you put him in Julio Jones the same type of receiver but you will put Julio Jones above because he got the skills yeah. to like bypass just be like, I'm just a big guy. You see, and like like um, the wild card matchups, you know, I'm, I'm, we're not gonna touch on them too much because that was weeks ago. Yeah, but like, yeah, like I was, I was, I wanted, I wanted the, I wanted the Chiefs to win. Simple fact that I wanted to right the wrong of week one because I already like I already said that the Chiefs were frauds, and everyone was trying to crown them. And once again, the playoffs, like they did it again. They it lost the to the Colts six, a few years ago, the same exact way. Um, first first game losses in the playoffs. Six, yeah, man. six like, I'm not, not I'm not worried about an Andy Reid coached playoff team. Not worried about them 
whatsoever. But let's go back to the divisional round. The the team, all right, two teams let me down because I because I don't consider the Saints letting me down. Mm-hmm. I wanted the Saints to win, but it's because of a bad tackle. That's the reason why the Saints won, and, and we're gonna talk about the Saints game in a little bit. But the two teams that let me down during the divisional round was the reigning MVP, Matt Ryan. I don't know how you lose to the Eagles like that, like ten points. You you have you have by far the best running back tandem in the league. You have Julio Jones. Granted, the referees weren't calling certain calls when Julio was getting mugged in the air, but Matt Ryan and that and the offensive coordinator, Lord have mercy, you guys were putting up forty two points on a bad night last year. That was because they they changed. That's that's what I was saying. They changed the offensive coordinator, so it's completely different. They still have the same pieces, but the men the um the offensive well, the man, hitting, I'll tell you that is not like, it's, it's bad. <laughs> the offensive monster is not there with the offensive coordinator. He's not using them the way that the old offensive coordinator last year was using them when it was dropping fifty like it was a breeze. Like it was it was real bad. It was real bad. And shout out to the Philadelphia Eagles. You know you guys are going to the NFC Championship game. Um, I don't expect y'all to win. <laughs> Actually, I don't care who wins between the Vikings and 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 um and the Eagles because either way, regardless if the Patriots lose to Jacksonville, the the championship is coming out of the, out of the AFC this year. It's coming out of the AFC. I don't believe in Nick Foles. I don't believe in Case Keenum. Both teams have great defense with Fletcher Cox. You know Emerson Griffin. Yes, those defenses are stout. They're good defenses. I just don't trust the quarterback play. Like, I, like, yes, this might be another, you know, Trent Dilfer situation. It could be mm-hmm. another Joe Flacco, Callan Kaepernick situation where an average quarterback is making it to the Super Bowl because that's, that's going to happen on the NFC side. An average quarterback, pretty much a backup quarterback, will be making it to the Super Bowl on the NFC side. On the AFC side... Let's talk about the second game that disappointed me. Now, hold on, before we go, I want to I want to stay on the the Falcons Eagles game. Like, right. it was a good game. I like I liked watching. It was it was fun to watch as a fan because I'm not a fan of either of those teams. The only person I was rooting for was of course Julio Jones because that's my favorite receiver. Julio. But my thing about that, like, yes, Matt Ryan kind of was like here and there, like during throughout the game. But my thing of that last play of the game, I didn't like that last play that they did, where it's like the, everything was going to one side. And that's to me in the in the playoffs, that kind of play is like too easy to defend because you're basically trying to overcrowd one side and you got the and the quarterback is going to that side. Now if you can't can't really turn because everything is shifting that way, there's nothing over there open. So if you kind of like mix and match and like have everything spread out, and you have the quarterback in the middle of the field where he could really um progress, you have a better play. But when you just move everything to one side and you bunch everything, oh yeah, you know we're going to Julio Jones, but you got the tight end over there, you got the linebackers and safeties and everything over just crowded up on one side. It's kind of like a toss up play, which pretty much it was, but. You should have just kept it in the middle where you could kind of progress and see who was open instead of just bunching everything to one side. Like, that was a bad last play for me. But, yeah, we can move on to the next game now. That What was it? The um Jacksonville versus the Steelers. Versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Whew. Um, whew, um, that game was a shootout. Shootout? That was, was not a shootout. It was, it was a high-scoring game. I, listen, don't let these... Last minute touchdowns in Madden <laughs> take away from the ass whooping. Cause how many times you've been whooping somebody's ass in Madden? They make a few touchdowns at the end of the game to make it look like it was closer than it was. I watched that game from the beginning to the end. The Steelers were never in that game. Only reason why the score looked close 
was because Hall of Fame quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. future Hall of Fame wide receiver Antonio Brown bailed him out. And, and Martavius Bryant bailed him out before halftime on those fourth down plays. That's, Twice. That's, that's what I was saying. Was 14 points came from a fourth was, down play where it, was a, 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 it resulted in a touchdown. Listen, I'm watching that game, and you can tell that the Jacksonville Jaguars has the soul of the of the Pittsburgh Steelers on some Sang Shun um, um, stuff from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> they, they have their soul. They have their soul. They have their number. This is literally like, all right, I don't want to compare it to the Patriots losing to the Giants twice in the Super Bowl, but that's what it felt like. Like, this team should not even be competing with the t- with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's, but that's for some reason, because they line up perfectly against each other. Because, like, you, there was times where you would feel like, yo, they're about to make a comeback. But what really was the heel, the Achilles heel for the Steelers was that defense was just... It just they they was the one that looked like they got their souls taken because they were just they had no answers for nothing that any, that uh, Jacksonville Jags the three touchdowns from um from uh, Leonard Fournette um the two uh, he had one or two passing touchdowns he had two hundred passing yards and I was like yo this defense is getting exposed by Blake Bros and it's like you guys had the corners that you guys was missing from how, how much how much he is. And it's like there was no no they, I didn't I didn't really recall them trying to force Blake Bros to win the game because they was giving the they was giving the Jags the run. There wasn't really stuff in the blocks like that. There wasn't really blitzing like that. And I'm like, what kind of defenses are y'all playing? Y'all know who y'all up against. They're just, they're just playing like lax defense. And it's like that defense was really, was really, was really what, what killed them because the offense kept them in the game. There was a, there was about two times in the third, fourth quarter. He was like, all right, they scored. They down by one touchdown. And then right back to, right on Jacksonville's. We'll pile uh, it right back on. Yeah, yeah. Jacksonville was like, oh, Jacksonville you scored. Now we up by two again. And it's the defense, the the defense was like, defense didn't step up. That game, that loss right there, I don't, I don't take nothing, I don't give nothing to the, to the um, take away anything from the offense. The defense did not show up that game, and that's what really, what really defeated them in that playoff game. That's why it was a shootout because there was times, <coughs> like yeah, they kind of, they can't, they kind of came out slow, and then they scored their first, t- they, they, um, first couple touchdowns late, but then it's like yo, once they was hitting on, on all, uh, once the pieces was hitting for the offense, the defense just couldn't make no type of stops. Anytime they needed a stop, the defense, they couldn't make the stop. And that's how the Jacksonville just kept scoring and scoring and scoring. And that's when they ended up like that. That game was a mental game. Um, Jacksonville beat the Bills the week prior 10-3. to mm-hmm. Okay? 10-3, to where Blake Bortles literally threw for less than 100 yards. He had 86 passing yards, I believe. And he had like 80, 89 or 90 rushing yards. It was something like that. And... Pittsburgh, I don't care what Pittsburgh fans want to say. Shouts out to Gonzo. Feel better, my guy. But, um, like, the, Jacksonville just has their number. Just has their number. Because I'm watching the game, and I'm like, all right. No, I wasn't eating popcorn, but I had the popcorn ready. I was like, okay, this, is, this, this might be the best game of the weekend. Cool. They jump out 21 nothing, And I'm like... Are you serious? Mind you, they're not doing anything special. I can understand it if they were if, if they were playing lights out defense mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yo, yes, yes, Ramsey was you know stride for stride with all the receivers. Yes, Aboye was doing the same thing. Cool, but at the end of the day, like Martavius Bryant, you need to like they need to figure it out. Is he on the team or is he off the team? Because every time you guys call his number, he steps up. Mm-hmm. He steps up. 
Yes, he had off the field issues. Yes, he had you know the marijuana stuff and and you know um he was holding out. It wasn't holding out, but he was demanding to be traded because he because he, he knows felt like his he worth. wasn't being used. Yeah, exactly. And when you guys called his number, he stepped up. He stepped up. That fourth down play before halftime. It, yo, in the sun at that, most most receivers will probably be blinded by the sun and not catch that. He tracked it with the sun beaming through his eyes, and and gave um Pittsburgh that um that score before no visor either. Yep, right right before going into halftime, and it's like you guys were playing catch up all game, playing catch up all game. They were tagging Ben Roethlisberger all game. That front four, you know how many times they blitz? They did not blitz like. Like, I would say they probably blitzed less than 20% of the game they blitzed. That front four with Calais Campbell and Miles Jack and Malik Jackson, they were head hunting. And you know what? This is <clears throat> this is why I felt like they took themselves out of the game early on. You know the Jacksonville Jaguars, their defense, their thing is their corners are their basically what sets up the defense for them. This is Denver 2.0. They, they, they came out and they passed the ball on the first drive three times in a row. I'm like, that. I was doing the Jackie Chan, holding my head like, what? Like, so you come out against, you know, their, their key on defense is the passing. I guess I understand you got A.B. and Juju Smith stepped up this year, and you got um, um Maltavis Bryan and, and uh, Eli Rogers. Okay, cool. But you know their weakness on the defense is running the ball and running the ball up the middle at that. And the first drive, you just went straight up. Let's do three passing plays. And the funny part is, in the second half, when he finally used um, Le'Veon, Le'Veon was dogging. He and was then, dogging in the second half. It made no, it made no sense. It, I was just, I was baffled. And in the, the couple, the couple of the fourth downs they went for on that, on on that game, I was like, there was no need for you to go. They went for on the fourth down like what four times? They went, and and I was like, they, some of those fourth downs. It was literally watching like, a, a Madden game where 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 like the person, off, it could be fourth and fifteen, they're gonna go for it, and it's like, okay, cool. There was something they didn't even me, need to go for it. What killed me was that onside kick. You have two minutes. You, you have a little bit less than now. You're under two minutes. Um, I wouldn't under two minutes. You're under three minutes left in the game. You have two timeouts left. Technically, you have three timeouts because you have the two minute warning. You go for an onside kick, and this I didn't notice that. I, I did not notice that. I found that I found this stat out after the game. Before that onside kick, they were one for nineteen for onside mm-hmm. kicks. The last onside kick they successfully got was in two thousand and seven, which was Mike Tomlin's first year as the head coach. So the Jacksonville Jaguars came out ready for it. Everyone knew they was going for an onside kick. The, like, the only knows, person who he, didn't know commentator was, was like, "Yo, don't was do it." Tony Dungy <laughs> against Sean Payton. In the 2009 Super Bowl, Son. that's the only time someone didn't know that Son. an onside kick was Even coming. Even that was like, "Yo, they going for the onside kick, but they better not go for it. They shouldn't go for it." it they came no out sense. like, "Oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars is ready in all onside kick formation. They got one person deep. Do a little squip or something." My thing is, no, you like, kick it, you, you, you kick a regular kickoff. Safe instance, if a touchback, even if he runs it back, let's say he starts on the 25 with the the 25 to 30 yard line. Cool. Mm-hmm. You got you, you still have to go about 40, 40 to 50 yards to get in the field goal range, right? You're only down by seven. Yep. So you have no faith in your defense that they have to run the ball because they have to run the yeah, clock out, right? They have to. So you know that the run is coming. Load the box up. Which they haven't been doing the whole and game. And stuff them on first down, call a timeout. See, they have to run it on second down. They have to. Stuff them again. Third down is 50-50. They're either going to play action or they're going to give the ball 
do a draw. Or a draw or something. Goal, so you, you know what three plays are coming. So you had no faith in your defense where you think, okay, I can't stop them for two two to three run plays. Then then you have the two minute one to like Come on, man! Yo, it was that just game, that poor they, coaching. They lost. They lost. And I'm a fan of Mike Tomlin. I like Mike yeah, Tomlin. Yeah, me but too. It's my like, guy. That game. It was basically they. I'm a. I'm gonna put it on the offense. The, the offense did they thing. I can't even take anything away from them. A A B coming back from that injury and whenever he putting up numbers like that. But then it's like the the fourth downs that they made cost them. The defense didn't play good. That onside kick. Those are the three things that I chalk up to that loss. And um, I know that. They they missing Shazier because even announcers were saying it. Those some of those third down plays, if they had Shazier, those wouldn't have happened. But it's like you have other pieces like TJ Watt. They gave you they gave you the the all the um the what's the word I'm looking for? They they gave you all the trust. And then the, the regular season TJ Watt was was great, phenomenal. Towards the end of the year, they was doing good. The defense was building back up. But this this game, TJ wants I, he didn't do show show me anything remarkable that I was I would expect from someone who's supposed to be one of my leaders or um future stars in, of the defense. Like those are the three things I chalk up to that loss: that defense, the, the four downs, and especially that onside kick. They're amazing at finding wide receivers. Like like I said before, off air and on air. Pittsburgh is wide receiver or us. Like they know how to the past fifteen years. They've been hitting on a whole bunch of Pro Bowl receivers, from from Mike Wallace, Sanders, to um, Brown, um, yep, uh, Plexico, yep, and Antonio Holmes, on Juju, and yeah, right like, now Eli Rogers came last year. Eli came out of nowhere for those. I think it was like three games he came kicking on the scene, and then because mm-hmm. due to somebody was injured, and it's like they know how to find receivers. What they need to do is go find find a better scout for defense. Because you guys need to revamp that defense. Like, literally, you guys need to revamp that defense because right now it should be New England versus Pittsburgh. And because you guys overlooked the Jacksonville Jaguars, they came in there and did what they did previously during the season. So let's jump to the most controversial ending in recent football football history, Vikings versus Saints. Mm-hmm. Mind you... The Saints were, you know, they were struggling in the beginning. They were struggling in the beginning of that game, but because Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer and a top-tier elite quarterback, he kept them in that game and gave them the go-ahead touchdown to win that game, and which is probably going to be in history. Like, every 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 time the playoffs comes around, they show the greatest playoff moments. That last play will be shown throughout NFL history. It's third down, 10 seconds left in the game. They need about, what, 25 to like 20 to 25 yards to get into field goal range. Case Keenum drops back. Good coverage. Throws it up to Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, you know, he, 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 contorts, he contorts his body a little bit to catch the ball. And the rookie Marcus Williams. You know, he, he was so eager to use the hit stick, flicked it too early, went right under Stephon Diggs' legs, and gave Stephon Diggs the easiest touchdown in his whole career. The easiest. And the sad part is, Drew Brees put them in put him in the right position. He literally marched him downfield on some Aaron Rodgers type stuff. Less than a minute left, put him in field goal range. Lutz hit the hit the um the field goal. Game was over. Like literally, I, like I was literally like uh, like 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 this close 
from turning the channel. Like I was really about to go watch something else. I was like, ah, let me just see how this ends and just see 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 the Vikings struggle to get a first down and the game's gonna be over. I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, did that just really did, did that just really happen? Like you know how many people were like mind boggled. Yo, it made no sense. It made absolutely no sense. Like it was it was at one of those split second decisions where he didn't because he he said he was <clears throat> afraid he wouldn't get <clears throat> excuse me afraid he knew he was going to get caught up pass interference if he had a tight order. So now I guess from that frame where he's kind of loaded his body for the tackle a little too early, and then from him not looking, he missed the tackle, stopped his man from making a tackle. Stephon Diggs was doing the Mr. Krabs and he was gone. He was like nobody's here, gone, scored a touchdown, and I was just like that was one of the most epic endings I've seen in football in a while. One of the most epic moments. I was just like, if Madden's, if they still had Madden moments, that would have been a Madden moment right there. That definitely would have been a Madden moment. And I think because of that, Madden might bring back <laughs> Madden moments. Madden moments. <laughs> somebody at EA is like, hmm. Somebody's going to be like, try to make somebody miss a tackle and go for 60 on this. Oh, you know how the tutorial, the first play to get late. This uh-huh. is the tutorial. Why so downloading? Try to do this this, this Super Bowl this Super Bowl um Madden moment real quick and try to make you do that play over. And everybody's going to be like, how am I going to try to make somebody tackle? You know how many times people want to try to restart that game? But and that... It was just, I understand you kind of be like, yo, you don't want to get caught for the fast interference, but don't lower your shoulder and completely, like, block yourself from seeing what's going to go on. Because he looked at the floor and then thought maybe when he lands, he's going to land into my shoulder. And then Diggs, I don't know if he's seen it, but he kind of just his body a little bit, grazed past him when he made the catch and he was just gone. But he you know what's going to piss me off? Even though I'm not going to buy next year's Madden, mm-hmm. like, this is how they justify bad bad animations oh yeah <laughs> this is how they're gonna justify it you're gonna throw you're gonna throw up a streak son son's gonna catch it computer's gonna miss the tackle then and you're gonna lose a game because a bad tackle like that then they're gonna be like oh well it, ha- it happened in yeah, real exactly. life that's so what I was like yo that's what i'm saying like you know, when you're playing 2k and mad and you'll be like yo why is the game like this and it'd be one of those rare moments when you're watching the game and you see somebody miss a wide open dunk or layup or somebody miss an easy tackle you'll be like well maybe that's why madden and 2k is just like that because those one rare moments where they sh- those things shouldn't happen and they happen, they be like, well, since it happened like this, that what, 0.1% chance it happens, yeah. we're going to make it happen uh, 85% times, uh, 85% of the time in 2K and Madden. And what pisses me off is I don't like easy routes. I don't like easy routes. I don't like easy championships. I don't like, I don't like nothing like that. I feel like the best team should win. Mm-hmm. And I was rooting for the Saints because I wanted to see Tom Brady versus... Because we never got a chance to see Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. You know, I wanted to see at least Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. Because if the Saints would have won, the Saints is beating the Eagles next week. The Saints would have beat the Eagles next week because... (coughs) Pardon me. The Saints proved it this week that they can go against a top-tier defense Mm -hmm. and win. Yeah. They showed it. They literally showed it. It was a mistake by the rookie... It's the, it literally came down to a last play, a lucky last play, and this is the, this is the only side of football that I don't like because it's stuff like this, the David Tyree catch that alters a, a, like a, a team from winning. But listen, and that's, that's what makes football football. You I know, I know, moments, I know, I know. <laughs> that's why when I be I like, I know because if I'm... Pete Carroll didn't call a, a, a pass play, <laughs> Tom Brady would have one less championship. I know how it goes, but I, I wanted to, I wanted to at least have a second elite quarterback right. in the top four. So maybe we'll have a chance of a Brady versus Breeze. Because now, 
I'm not writing off Jacksonville because Jacksonville could easily shock everyone next week and beat New England. So I'm not like I'm I'm one of those realistic fans. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, Belichick is the genius. He's gonna destroy Blake Bortles. Yeah, that's po- that's possible. But that defense on Jacksonville reminds me of the Denver Broncos. They're literally constructed the same exact way. Mm-hmm. Stout D line. Crazy corners. Like this is literally Chris Harris Jr. and a a keep to leap 2.0. You got Boye on one side, and you got Jalen Ramsey on the other side. Like, it's going to be crazy. What they might have to do, which Belichick is preparing for, most likely, you're going to have them shadow Cooks and shadow Gronk all game. But here's the thing. You can shadow Cooks and Gronk all game all you want. It's going to be the Edelman's injury. It's going to be the Amandolas. It's going to be the Hogan's. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the... um, 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 those, the, um, James White, those slot corners yeah. and those extra linebackers and safeties going to get work. They going to they going to need to work this week exactly. during practice. Because remember, they beat the Bills ten to three. Mm-hmm. They beat the Steelers forty two to 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 forty five. Because Steelers don't have a defense. We have a decent defense. Mm-hmm. So you, you, I think you're at end of the season number one. You're not going to hang up 45 points on us. That's not gonna, going to happen. If, if, if your defense want to stop the Patriots, cool. That's fine. This is going to end 14 to 17 if if we have to. Mm-hmm. I don't mind going to, the, going to the Super Bowl beating the Jacksonville Jaguars 14 to 17. But Jacksonville, be, be, be wary. I know your defense is out there. Offensively, that's how you got to beat us. Because your defense can have, like like Stephen A. Smith said, when the Giants beat the, um, Tom Brady twice, they had him tap dancing like the late, great Gregory Hines. So so Malik Jackson, you know, um, Calais Campbell, yeah, you guys get to the quarterback all you want, but can you put up those same 45 points that you put up against Pittsburgh? Can you put up that 45 points against New England? I highly doubt it. But it's going to be a great game because it's a young defense. Like I said, it reminds me of that Denver defense. So I'm not going to count them out. It's going to be a hard-fought game. I still have my Patriots coming out that game and winning that game. Jacksonville, we already know what we're going to get from the defense. And I believe that even on the running, on the, uh, running side of the, the, the defensive side, they're going to try to figure that out during the week. So they might be a little bit better at the run. How much but- did Le'Veon have last year against the Patriots in that playoff game? Le'Veon didn't really do any much. Okay, how, much. How, how much Derrick Henry had last week? Last week? He had like, what, oh, no, no, one about, something? I'm talking about, I'm, my bad, this week. Because the pages, how many, how many yards he had? Um, 12 attempts, 28 yards. Yeah, but I'm talking about the Jacksonville defense. Their their run defense oh. needs to step it up. Oh, I'm not talking about the Patriots. Okay, like, we already know okay. they have that pass, okay, that, okay. that, um... I don't want to say lock up, but they're pretty much close to lock up pass defense. But that run defense is there is their Achilles heel. So I'm saying during the week they probably want to try to buff up and try to run up, um, get better at the run defense because you know. But the thing about me, Jacksonville, it depends on what Blake Bros we see in that game because dur- during the season it was it was a toss up. Sometimes he would have a good streak, and then the other times he would throw multiple interceptions, and people was ready to to get um kick him out of Jacksonville. And it's like, we don't know what big boys we're going to get. Because for his rookie year, he threw a lot of touchdowns. I mean, not an interception, but he's like, he's a rookie. He's trying to get everything, you know, good. His second year, that's when the um the, the, the Allen brothers came on the scene. And then later, and after that, this year, I think it was like, it was just kind of like, yeah, up and down. So people don't know what they're going to get from him. So I think the key for that is like, basically, what he, what is he going to do for them this 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 week? Because la, la, um, this past Sunday, he, he had, he did... 
good controlling um pretending the football. He had some some good passes, right decisions. But like now, if you if you leave him to win the game, can he be the book good Blake Bortles, or is it going to be the Blake Bortles that everybody wants to get kicked out of Jacksonville? So we're gonna find that on Sunday because yep. you know like Belichick is gonna let you get away with a few things because everything is smoke and mirrors. All right, cool, Blake Bortles. You gonna use your legs? All right, try to use your legs, but we want you to use your arm. Once you use your arm, and Stephon Gilmore was balling, balling like Rashard Matthews was dogging all season. Didn't see him. I, I didn't see him on Sunday. Because that, didn't that's, see him. That's, that's the thing that was didn't their, see, um, their um, problem. Delaney Walker. I already either. know they was gonna take away the the run game, and it's like um, Tennessee. You already know they got one person on on offense, and that's Delaney Walker. Yep. So they took away the run game, and they took away the on Delaney Walker. So it's like. The other receivers didn't really do that much. It really surprised me mm-hmm. for the Tennessee I Titans. Mean, Eric Decker had a few catches here and there, nothing yeah. crazy, you know. But for the most part, like like I said, I trust Belichick, but I'm not gonna write off the Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. because they're not scrubs, especially on def- on the defensive side. They're not scrubs. Right. I don't see I don't see Leonard Fournette running the ball the way he ran the ball against um, Pittsburgh. I don't see him doing that to us. So like. Like I said before, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna write them off, but it's gonna be an interesting game. The other game, the NFC Championships, which is gonna be a coin toss. Honestly, I don't care who wins that game because I don't have faith in either quarterback. It's Case Keenum and the, and the Vikings versus Nick Foles and the Eagles. Like, I want to say, either way, it doesn't matter who wins that game because the spotlight is gonna be on them unless Carson wins. Cause I don't know we're like, oh I'm good I'm good I'm good for the Super Bowl. Oh, I can come in. Like I don't have faith in either team. Like the Vikings, the reason why the Vikings might have the momentum because one all they have to do is play one more road game mm-hmm. and it's basically they're going to be home for the and, and they're going to be home because technically speaking if the Patriots win against Jacksonville and the Vikings win Patriots will be the home team, but we already know that's going to be a home crowd. Yeah, because it's going to be Minnesota, and there's never been a team to play at 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 home in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So that would that would be dope. But at the same time, I'm not going to write off Philadelphia because Philadelphia was playing pretty good. They were playing pretty good. You know, for me, I'm gonna give that. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the. I'm leaning towards the Vikings, and I know you like it's uh Nick Foles and Case Keenum, but Case Keenum was. He wasn't he wasn't playing like a, a a backup quarterback this this year. He was playing like he was a, a solid starter. He showed us some things like it, from what you would expect. You would be like, well, he's basically basically a game manager. But he was passing the ball. He was getting he was giving it to Diggs. He was giving it to Thielen. Um, Treadwell even got some catches. The Titans. Rudolph was. Everybody was involved with him. So I'm not going to discredit him just because he's a backup quarterback. He showed us this season that he could play, start, he could, and he won some of those games for them. So it wasn't necessarily always the run and the defense for the Vikings because Case Keenum did his thing. So I'm not really going to write him off. I would go, I would give, that's why I'm giving him the edge. For the Eagles, it's like, yeah, Nick Foles, you used to be the starter back in how, how many years ago, and you was projected to be one of those quarterbacks come out of that draft that, that season. But He's he's been the backup, and that team, I I don't, that defense is like, it's a deceptive defense. Like I understand right there, I think there was what is like number number three or number four defensive wise the Philadelphia Eagles, but I think that defense is deceptive. I don't think it's really the stats don't really contribute to what kind of defense they actually are, because you they're they're easily beatable. They've been right on the momentum from recently because Carson Wentz is got hurt. You know we're playing for our quarterback or whatever, but I gotta believe that sometimes that's that might dry out. 
and they might the defense might get exposed. So what's your Super Bowl prediction? Honestly, I want it to be the Vikings versus the Jags because not because I don't want the Patriots to win and to the point where I really don't because I'm the type of person I like to see new new fresh championships. Like even in basketball, LeBron's been there eight eight times, but I'm quite. I'm still tired. LeBron's my favorite player, but I'm tired to see him in the finals. I, I'm tired to see him going to the finals. I want to see new people win. I want to see something different. I don't want to see the same people over and over. Even if it's my favorite player or my favorite team, all right, I so want something now, fresh. All right, you want something fresh. So th- that's your heart talking. Yeah. What is your mind telling you? What my, my, my what mind, is the Super Bowl going to be? Like my lot, mind, what I want it to be. Is I want it to be Jags versus Vikings, but mm. I think in reality, it might be Patriots versus Vikings. Okay, all right. See, I'm torn in between a situation like that too, because my heart wants the Eagles to win. Because I want to see, um, you know, I, I wish it was Carson Wentz playing. Because mm-hmm. that's cause, the one reason why I'm not picking yeah, Philadelphia. If, if it was Carson Wentz, it, 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 it would be Philadelphia versus the Patriots um, right now. That's what my heart wants. Mm-hmm. I want to see Philly versus Patriots, but. It's going to be Vikings versus Patriots, you know. But the Vikings are going to uh, um, are going to win next week. Simple fact that that defense is ridiculous, and on top of that, that offense is playing. They're clicking, they're clicking. Like yes, mm-hmm. the Saints' defense is not like a lights out defense. And I remember we were giving them praise earlier this season. Um, after they lost, you know, early in the season, they went on that nice streak, and they ended the season strong. But in real, all reality. Vikings right now are a better team than the mm-hmm. um the Philadelphia Eagles. Overall better, yeah. Overall they're better. And if if Wentz was playing, I, I would lean towards, you know, Philly to win. I want Philly to win this Sunday. I, I will be rooting for Philly to to beat <coughs> pardon me, to beat the Vikings this week. But I know it's gonna be the Vikings versus the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And the rest is gonna be history because I'm a Patriots fan, so there's no way I'm going against my Patriots in the Super Bowl. So um, I guess we can make our Super Bowl picks next week. Yeah. Once the final, um, once the matchup is set in stone, but our our AFC and NFC championship predictions, you're going with the Vikings, um, versus the um the Jags, mm-hmm. and um I'm going with the um the Vikings versus the Patriots. But your heart wants it to be. I mean, your mind is saying Patriots versus Vikings, but but you're rooting for the um for the Jags. So you mm-hmm. want to see something different. I'm going with New England versus the Vikings, even though I want it to be New England, New England versus the Eagles. And I, I see what you're saying because I like the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Eagles. I would I would have picked them off the Eagles as well if it was for Carson Wentz. But also, I kind of want them to win because I like both of those teams' owners. I like Shao Khan for the Jaguars, and I like um I don't know the owner for the Eagles' name, but they feel to me watching them, they feel like they're really infused in the organization. They they're not, they're not those table owners like yeah. Let's sell that. Let's put the tickets at this price and like we'll make our money, whatever. They actually want their team to be successful. They they love they love owning that team. It's not just a it's not just a business property for them. They actually like connect. They feel a connection to it. So team team owners like that, like Khan and the owner for the Eagles, you root for them because you you see that they actually care for their for their product, their their business, their 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 brand. Other 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 owners just be like, eh, whatever, whatever that happens happens. Win, lose or draw. That's why I was rooting for the Eagles and the Jaguars also. Yeah, man. It's going to be an interesting, interesting um, championship game. You know, um, Patriots play first, which I'm kind of happy mm-hmm. because I get to see. I, 
I'd rather my heart be broken in the first game <laughs> than me watch the NFC game. Then I'm like, all right, let's see who the Patriots are going to face. And the Patriots end up losing. So I rather I rather us play first. If Jacksonville smacks us up, they smacks us, they, they smack us up. So now I, now I have no one to root for for the Super Bowl. So hopefully, um, you know, things turn out the way I want them to turn out. And Jacksonville loses to the Patriots. I will, I will, I will hope that is the case. But um, it's been a great NBA. I want to say NBA because my, my mind is already jumping to the NBA. <laughs> It's a great NFL season. Um, unfortunately, there was a lot of injuries. That was like the only thing that really hurt the um, the NFL this year, which is the countless amount of injuries. But for the most part, you know, it, it was a good season. And um, I will hope that the season ends with Tom Brady winning his six championships. And I feel like if Tom Brady wins it, he wins it all this year, like, drift off into the sunset. Like you, don't, like, you don't have to go for seven. But the only reason why I'm worried about that is because if we had Jimmy Garoppolo, then that that would have been more or less of a reality. Right. But most likely, if Tom Brady wins this year, he's going to try to three-peat and try to get a, a second three-peat. Yeah, because that's belt. just the competitor that he is. That's, yeah. why, that's why I like Tom Brady. So, you know. Even though you're rooting against him because you don't want, because you say you want to see something different. I do. You know, and you know, I, and I've told you this off air, like, I don't want to see the Patriots when I'm tired of seeing them winning. Yeah, and that, that goes yeah, off, yeah, that yeah, goes yeah, up to yeah, the yeah, same yeah. thing of saying something different. I'm I mean, tired of seeing the same thing over and over and over again. If, if it was your charges. I, I would say the same thing. If the charges, if the charges, if the charges were in the same position, saying the that they had won multiple multiple championships, mm-hmm. I would be like, "All right, charges." I want. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that you won, but I want to see some some other teams play. All right. So speaking of your charges, are you going to bring up the kick? Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> you guys made a controversial controversial signing over the past week. Listen. The you know. The the I'm st- I'm still calling them the San Diego Chargers because I would never fix my lips to call them the Los Angeles Chargers. The San Diego Chargers without Derwin Davis. Wow. <coughs> signed. Wow. Aguayo. The kicker, which we went on a rant earlier. The, one of our early episodes <clears throat> during the summertime, during Hard Knocks, during the summer when he was with Tampa Bay. Oh boy. He got cut by Tampa Bay, was signed by the Chicago Bears. They realized, like, yo, this kid cannot kick. Like, this guy could even kick a a, a 10-foot boulder if he needed to. Like, he just can't kick. Well, I would think he would want to kick a 10-foot boulder, but, you know. I mean, I mean, it, it, listen, that's the whole point. It's hyperbole. It's a 10-foot boulder. It, it could be directly right in front of him. He'll still miss the kick. You feel me? Oh, man. So, he got cut from the Chicago Bears. You know, he was chilling on his couch. You know, probably watching a whole bunch of Bend It Like Beckham. You know, um, he was watching a whole bunch of kung fu movies, learning the art of the kick, the master of the kick, you know. He was watching a whole bunch of Billy Blanks, Tybo videos on how to get the right form, on how to kick his foot. Feel me? So he was minding his business, and the good folks over at the Chargers organization felt it was necessary to give this man a contract. Ro, as the resident Listen. Chargers fan, how do you feel about your team signing this bum-ass kicker Listen, to your team? Listen, I don't know team? what they were thinking. Throughout the season, they just had me steaming from the from the missed kicks and steaming like Willie Beeman. Like this, when they, when I seen that news, if people watch a Attack on Titan, and when a Titan transforms and you see a whole bunch of steam, that's pretty much what happened in my room 
I, I, I looked at my phone. I seen the update. And my room just instantaneously just filled with steam. And it was hot. And it, had, it, took, it took a while to cool down. Now, the reports are he's not the official starting kicker. They brought him into Lies. for competition. He will be the starter. Got. And I'm just like, hopefully that that's the case. Because I like the coach. And, you know, I'm rooting for him and I'm rooting for the charges. But after the season that we had, we could have easily been in the playoffs if we didn't miss a, some of those games. It was like four games where we lost because we missed kicks. And this is so, the guy I chose to help exactly. out get over that hump. Huh? So we missed the playoffs because basically a whole bunch of bad, bad or missed kicks. And you you picked a guy who is spontaneous or associated with missing kicks, like Keenan Nickel is him and missing kicks. That's what it is. So I don't understand the whole pickup. I'm hoping it's just one of those things where we're just trying to bring him in so have some competition. But if he starts for us. I don't even know what I'm going to say. I don't even know if I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch the Chargers play that that this season. Well, hopefully during this offseason, he can um play some Street Fighter. Hopefully, he can use Chung Lee. Maybe he could play some listen. Tekken and use my son Fei Long. Listen, you know, um, or, or my son Law. How how ring was the was the kickoff for the for the Tekken, the the orange the dude with the orange hair with the long legs. Who's on for Tekken? You talking about the dread guy? No, his name was Harang or something. Oh like yeah, that. I'm, I'm, I'm Harang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. They, no, no, no. Forget Harang. <laughs> he needs to go use Eddie Goro. Oh, All right, man. use my son Eddie when they start playing the, his music. Ding, 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 and he start doing all the little kicking moves and all that stuff. That's what that's what Aguayo used Listen, to go do. F that scratch and just drop him right now. <laughs> what, I, what I realized this morning, thanks to my guy, because I'm following him. Sign my son Ocho Cinco, cause this morning he posted the highlight when he kicked the field goal preseason, and it was good. It was clear. I'll take Vince Wilfork and the Hornets when he was kicking those field goals over Aguayo, cause what 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 could be worse? What could be worse? Cause you know from from his past that he's guaranteed to to lose you some games. I, I believe I truly believe we had this conversation earlier. I truly believe the momentum from the Tampa Day was sucked out of them. Because they they lost due to some kicks earlier the first we thought the first five weeks they lost due to some 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 some, some kicks. So if if I said that about the Jackson I'm, I said Jacksonville Jaguars about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean this season yeah 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 magically pulled it off yeah turned it around from losing those first four games and then yeah turn it around they still they they, 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 they had they end up with the same with the season. division with the Saints they, they, the Falcons and the Panthers. They, they wasn't turning nothing around. They 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 turned it. They got ended up with the winning season better than it was was the past few years. So I'm happy for that. But it's like we lost those games because we lost four games because of for missed kicks, and we signed the Guayo. That's pretty much all I could say about that. You could extrapolate however you want to. Man, I wish y'all luck, Philip Rivers. If you don't want to go to Denver, <coughs> Kirk Cousin will be going to Denver. All right, so. Before all right, before we leave, because I'm not I'm not, yes we we didn't bring up any NBA. I'm not talking any I'm not talking any NBA. This is a strictly football episode this week because of the divisional round of the playoffs and all the stuff that's going on in the NFL. To me, I don't know about Roe, but to me it's way more important than the NBA. So yes, we'll talk about Lonzo and his 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 his, his, his dickhead of a dad <laughs> another episode. We'll save that for another day. Now, but right? the one thing I want to say about the NBA was I wanted to give uh congrats to Anthony Davis for the 48 he dropped. 
I mean, and the, the I mean, ankle breakers he had a, a couple games back. So it's, it's, that's what I wanted to say about it's that. MSG. Everybody comes to the MSG and dog. All right. You forgot like like eight nine years ago when your guy LeBron went in there and went off. My guy Kobe went in there and went off. Every that whole week, everybody was like, "Oh, where are we going to the Garden?" I right, I'm giving niggas fifty. Uh, like like Jay Z had another triple double at the Garden. Yo, like yo, even Jay was dropping triple doubles at the Garden. Like, come on, man. Like um, like honestly, like when I seen that on my ticker, and yes, I just said I wasn't gonna talk about the NBA, but I'm gonna briefly talk about this. When I seen that on my ticker, oh, Anthony Davis had 48 points, 17 rebounds at MSG. I'm like, yes, it's MSG. Um, the Knicks hasn't been good since the Knicks Ewing. The Knicks haven't owned the Garden in how much years? Exactly. All they, right. They need another uh, Latrell Spear with us. So um, walking at the coaches. Listen, man, leave, the P- leave PJ Carlissimo <laughs> alone, okay? Leave him alone. That's like Alan Houston Spear. That's what right. they need to own PJ the Garden. PJ Carlissimo is somewhere doing his uh, doing his uh, analysis. He doesn't want to hear Spree well. He doesn't want to hear choking. <laughs> all right, he doesn't want to hear any of that. All right, but let's go back to the NFL. <clears throat> Pardon me. So, season's over. We have about two and a half. Yeah, we only have two weeks left of football because mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the championship round and it's the Super Bowl. No pro championship. Bowl. Pro, I think the Pro Bowl's in the middle and then the Super Bowl. Pro Bowl, Bowl don't count. All right? I seen a video where, where these kids were playing football in Walmart. Uh, that was more entertaining. Oh, yeah, I seen that video too. Way more entertaining than the Pro Bowl. I haven't watched the Pro Bowl in the last four years. Mm. Don't watch it. It's flag football. It's corny. Until they bring back hits... Like, remember when Sean Taylor was tagging mm-hmm. people 10 years ago? Well, 11 years ago? Like, you remember, you remember when he was tagging people in the Pro mm-hmm. Bowl? Once it goes back to that, then I'll start watching the Pro Bowl again. All right? If, if not, I'm good. Like, I don't want to see all the guys who couldn't make it to the Super Bowl do this nonsense. <laughs> don't care for it. But back to the, back to the, um, to the NFL. So now we're in a situation where we have Le'Veon complaining about the franchise tag. And they franchise tagged him. It, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So Le'Veon's going to be unhappy. So Le'Veon's going to probably go through another offseason where he's going to hold out, then rap. He's going to be rapping. So Gonzo, good luck with that <laughs> another year. They're going to tag him and they're going to work on a long-term deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. This is the same thing for Kirk Cousins. And he's been tagged for the past, yeah. what, three and a half, four years? Okay. So, yeah. So you have Le'Veon who's going to get franchised. You got Kirk Cousins who who's probably not going to get franchised because, like you like you guys are renting him every single year. It's it's annoying. So we got Des Bryant who's pretty much done in Dallas. Where are these players going? I think Kirk Cousins is going to Denver. That would be the best spot for him because either Denver or Jacksonville. Because literally, like I said before, Jacksonville is Denver 2.0 from a few years ago. So the most logical place for him to go would be to the Denver Broncos. Because Denver Broncos, they've been a shell of themselves for the past three years. They haven't looked good since they beat the Panthers in the Super Bowl. But you saying you saying that because the Denver the Denver defense. But do you still think after all this time, the defense is still going to be good enough next year? Yes. So just because the only thing is missing is a quarterback. Yes. Because you got to remember. Confidence is everything in football. Mm-hmm. If you it, like, the reason why they were balling out because they knew it was like, listen, we gonna ball out. All we gotta do is put up like, all we gotta do is keep the offense in the game, and let offense score at least one or two touchdowns, ten points, maybe maybe fourteen, and we'll win because we can contain the other team. Once their quarterback wasn't, you know adhering to the formula that they've been using for the past few years. Because remember, they started off with Peyton. Mm-hmm. Peyton still had it. His the, the, the Super Bowl where they won, he didn't do nothing because he was hurt 
for the majority of the year. That's when they declined. Like they, that's when they. All right, we're gonna try to use Brock. Brock was like, "Nah, I'm gonna get paid." Brock went to go get paid. Brock didn't do nothing. They had Trevor Simeon. They had Paxton Lynch. Both of those quarterbacks cannot get it done. So you're telling me with that defense, which I still have confidence in, if that defense gets a Kirk Cousins, you don't think they could turn it around and get a 10-win season? I'm just because I'm just thinking after all this, I wasn't been. It's been like a four-year window, and it's like I'm, I'm thinking the defense might wither. So I don't think it's not it's going to be the same defense that they had even with a new quarterback. I, I still think, have faith I, in I them. think the defense is kind of like, I don't want to say it's the end of that defense, but I'm thinking it's not going to be the same as all we're missing as a quarterback. It's going to be, it's going to be more than, we've got the quarterback, but it's going to be a lot more pieces than that. All right, so if, if he doesn't go to um, Denver, what, what would be the best option for Kirk Cousins? Uh, honestly, I... I would say the Jacksonville Jaguars. Exactly. The Mundo. If, if they don't, if they get rid of, they don't, if they're done with, they're done with Blake Rose. Because other than that, I really can't see another team upcoming. Want to know why they have to go after Kirk Cousins? All right, this is this is gonna be an alternate reality bold prediction. Say for instance, if the Jacksonville Jaguars do tag Tom Brady left and right, mm-hmm. they got him startled all game. Patriots only managed to score like 14 to 17 points. So now it's 17. No, I, I, I wouldn't say 17 points. They put up 21 points. All right. They put up 21 points. And Jacksonville put up like 17. All right. You can't use a field goal to win the game. So Blake Bortles has to march down the field and have a game winning a game winning drive. Seven instance is 17 to 21. Patriots are up. It's about... A minute 30 left. Jacksonville is on our 40-yard line. So that means they're in field goal range, but field goal, can't, can't, they can't win the game. First down, they throw it, incomplete. Second down, they run it. They get about five yards from Fournette. Now it's third and five. Third and five on, like, the 35-yard line. You need a 30-yard touchdown, the 35-yard touchdown to win the game. Blake Bortles holds the ball a little bit too long, either gets sacked, throws a bad pass, or throws an interception. Costs them the game. Jacksonville's sitting there looking at themselves. They're like, oh, man, we were literally a play away from beating the Patriots. Oh, man, this is crazy. Think about it. Who's going to get the blame? Blake Bortles. Because he's been doing this all year. Especially if it ends in an interception. Like, it's going to land on Blake Bortles. So now... Going into that offseason, do you want to see that? You guys made it that close. You guys didn't get that close because of Blake Bortles. You got that close because of that defense. Like I said, this is Denver 2.0. Mm-hmm. You're going to reevaluate. You're going to see that, oh, snap, Kirk Cousins is available. You're going to pass up on Kirk Cousins because you have Blake Bortles? Blake Bortles is not a top 10 quarterback. Blake, Bo- Blake Bortles is not a top 15 quarterback. You want to know who is? Kirk Cousins is. Kirk, I wouldn't put Kirk Cousins top 10. I put Kirk Cousins top 15. Mm-hmm. I put him. I put him over over Flacco. I put him over. Um, I'll even put him over Blake Bortles. He's one of those quarterbacks that, he, like they always say, you can't always have the Drew Brees or the Peyton Mannings or the Tom Brady's. You sometimes you have to have some not not really a game manager, but you have a quarterback like a regular quarterback who can get the games done for you. He can make those plays, but he's not the one who's going to give you five thousand yards or four close or four thousand something yards like like the top receiver. The, the, Top receivers, top quarterbacks would do. Sometimes you need to just accept the fact that you can't have those quarterbacks. And, and Kirk Cousins is that type of player. He can win games for you, but he's not the type of quarterback that's going to drop 5,000 yards a season. 
he's going to be like, yo, he's not a game manager. He could get it done. That's what that's what I, that's why I believe uh, Kirk Cousins is, and he has been getting it done for the for the um, Washington Redskins. It's just that a whole bunch of injuries and defense hasn't been there, and the, all these other things been going on. So, so now another person that are most likely going to be wearing a different jersey next year, Des Bryant. Mm-hmm. Where do you think he goes next season? <clears throat> Pardon me. I mean, I don't know. He I. I think I think he's one of those petty players who want who who probably stay in the division to 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 um trying to get back at the Cowboys. Well, go to New York. Like New York is in shambles. Yeah, um, they're about to get a new head coach, but eh, I wouldn't see I wouldn't see New York as a the place that I think he should go. But I don't think they have enough money, and it's gonna be too much too much of a headache to have him there. Go to Oakland. Oakland. Go to Oakland. Go with John Gruden. You have Cooper, who doesn't even count. Because, like, literally, you would need Cooper and Des Bryant to have one elite receiver. Because that's what I'm saying. Cooper that would be a waste. Because you have Crabtree there, who's going to do the touchdown. I don't know if they're having a contract and negotiations with him. I think I heard something about that towards the end of the year. But you, you have Cooper, and you Crabtree's a touchdown machine over there. Cooper, sometimes he shows up, and then Des drop passes, and he can't run routes. So do you really want to have that headache of... Cooper's, you don't know what Cooper you're going to get, and then a, 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 a Des Bryant that's like... But John Gruden is at the helm. Like, everything but, okay, changes John when Spotted 2 Wild Banana. Exactly, I was about to is, say that. John <laughs> Gruden loves Spotted 2 Wild Banana. He likes people, people who can run routes. You have someone who can't run routes, you throw that whole Spotted 2 Wild Banana out the window, it's not going to work. John Gruden, he All likes... Right, spotted John, 2X <laughs> Banana, okay? All right. John Gruden likes it when you know how to run your routes and do everything how the place is supposed to work. So, Des Bryant not being able to run routes, that could be a... a uh, a thorn in the side of John Gruden. All right, so if not Oakland or Las Vegas, <laughs> whenever they finalize that, um, what 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 team will be the best team for Des Bryant? Because that whole jumping divisions things that that would be stupid. Because w- the Eagles don't need him; they have Alshon Jeffrey, mm-hmm. so d- you don't need that headache in your locker room. Washington, they don't have a quarterback, so why would he go there and there's no quarterback? He would have to go for a team that really just needs a receiver at this point because all the headache that he's had, I don't think a team that, that's missing like a receiver is going to go for him. He's going to have to go to a team Where? like the Bears or something like that. There's no quarterback. He's, he's going to need a team that he's going to, no, he's going to, he's going to go to a team that needs a superstar. Work. That's not going to work. There's, there's, it's too much of a headache to be on something who right. can't run much like that. What, what, what about Carolina? Because uh, yeah, that, Carolina that proved because last week that trading Kelvin Benjamin did not work out for them in the long that, haul that would, because Funches be dropped two key touchdowns that would be that would have helped them win a, the game. That would be a good fit for them because they don't really have those fever that run routes like that anyway. So it would be like they, right. they, they they like those big play. Like the only person who's on run routes on that team is freaking Greg Olson. Now where does so, Odell go? Ooh. Because you, you, you really think – because. Isn't this Odell's contract year? Yeah. So, one, he's injured. Yeah, because the injuries, I doubt they're going to give him. They should pay him, but I doubt they're going to give him that money because of the injuries. So, now, you have injuries that's that's factoring in. And you don't know if Your coach is not there anymore. That might actually be a good thing for them because McAdoo wasn't doing nothing for them. Eli gets benched towards the end of the season. So, you already know he got that slap in the face. So, Lord knows if he's going to even stay with that franchise. So if Odell doesn't re up with the Giants, where do you think Odell should go? Mm. I would like. I would honestly. The Saints is missing the receiver, so I think Odell will be a, will fit for the Saints. Eh. I, I would like him. On I the was Saints. leaning towards Carolina. Carolina. Odell and Cam, that would be a match made in heaven. 
That would be a match made in heaven. He has his primetime receiver that he can count on every single play. Mm-hmm. And and that, and they both love the spotlight. So that will be the only issue. It's who who does the better touchdown celebration dances. <laughs> it will literally be a competition every single week. While Greg Olson is just sitting back like, I'm, I'm holding the Wolverine picture. Like, yeah, I remember I used to get those touchdowns. <laughs> I used to get all those. I used to get like 100 catches, close to 100 catches a year. Yeah, man, but I don't know. Like, I don't like, I don't like him on the Saints because the Saints is really missing that one receiver. I mean, I mean, um, Thomas can't step up, but he's still he's still working. Odell's already solidified. Like, yo, he's an elite receiver. So it's like Drew Brees and him. I don't think his ego can mesh with with Drew Brees's. I, I think so because I think depending on Drew the Brees never played with a diva. Like uh, think, Reggie Bush wasn't a diva. I think that Marquise Colston was that a though. Because look at look at the time. When uh, Kurt Warner went to the to the Cardinals, yeah, Barry Fitzgerald was like, "I'm just here to get my money." Fitzgerald, but no, Fitzgerald was a humble individual. He was no, never, he, he was never, he, he was a humble. Diva. But um, Kurt Warner brought out that that the the Fitzgeralds that we see now, and they even said it like, "Yo, when Kurt Warner came there, he was like, yo, I actually got serious about my stuff.' So maybe he needs that quarterback that could be like get him serious because you know Eli Manning is not the type of guy who want to get him. Like I don't know how he's in the house, but seeing how he is, the monotone face, Eli Manning is not that type. But I think Drew Brees could like yo, something like yo. You can do what you want to do, but this is, we got to focus on this and third. I feel like with the baggage that comes with Odell Beckham, I don't think he will mesh with, with Drew Brees. I think, I think Drew Brees could, could uh, fix I that up. I don't know if that works. Sometimes that quarterback got, could, could, could help that receiver your, out. Um, your nephew plays for the um, for the, um, for the the Saints, Michael Thomas. Man, I mean, you're Keyshawn Johnson 2.0. But, um, yeah, so, so yeah, because um, yeah, um, Keyshawn Johnson's nephew, Michael Thomas, he plays for the Saints. And he's gonna be the next Saint, like, like until Drew, like uh, Drew Brees have like about maybe five, six years left in his career. Yo, him, he's gonna make Michael Thomas a superstar. He's gonna make him a superstar. The the, the kid already has um the most um, um receptions in the past two years. From, um 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 he broke the rookie record, mm-hmm. which Jarvis Landry and Odell had first, and he shattered those records. Mind you, not flashy, keeps to himself, not in the spotlight. The boy just balls. So I don't think Odell going there is gonna just Odell going there would just disrupt all of that. So I don't know. Like I because yeah, they need they need another big time receiver because you could get Odell there and then that that because makes I it mean, way better for Thomas. And they can I do, do a believe, swap. I do believe Des could go to Breeze New York fix it. And, and 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 let and let um. I was thinking that Odell I was, go I was, to Dallas. I was, I, was, I, was, I was thinking that State too. Division. I was there thinking that too. But that would be crazy. That that would be that the, would be better that, for Dak Prescott too. That would be the Holy Trinity. Yeah. Because everybody on on that cowboy, because as you see, he throws the ball to um Beasley and Winton first. Yeah. Because more because he knows that they're going to run the they're supposed to run. With Des, you can't. You just gotta just throw it up because you can't. You can't tell Des to do a slant unless the the, the corner's playing fifteen yards back. And you know the slant route. Ninety nine percent of Odell's big plays it's come, up come from the slant route. And first Slants man misses the screens, tackle. Drag route gone. And you, that's what you, that's the, that's what you're gonna get from Odell that you won't get it from Dez, and that's that's I think that's that's the problem that um, uh, Dak has with um, um, Dez right now because it's like I can't trust you to run other routes besides Dez. That's why all the other targets go to Terrence Williams and Cole Beasley and Jason Wynn. And Dez is over there like, why can't you pass me? Like, well, they doing the thing they're supposed to do. I'm getting pressured. I don't have time to step back and watch you run 30 yards and then throw it for another for, to get to make you get 50 yards. Like, sometimes that that doesn't work out all the time. And that's yeah, his issue. Man, that's like, his issue since he's been in the league. And every 
analysts get on them, fans get on them, we get on them. You've been in the league for how like what? He's going to his fifth year now. It's like you still can't run routes. Come on, fifth year. How long has he has he been in there? That's been in the league for for like seven years. This bro. Year seven years now. You still can't <laughs> run routes. It's like that's like, when you came as a rookie in your second year. That's cool. But past that third year, you still doing the same thing. You haven't doing any pro- progression. There's a lot. I can't do it. Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown. Should I keep going? You name I, all the people. They they're they, known as big play people, they but they also all, can do all the other they routes. All surprised. They can do Brian. everything that you need them to do. They could block. They could run the routes. They Brandon could they Cooks. Could the deep, the deep, the deep, the deep routes. They could get you that those three hundred yards, uh, two hundred yards a game. Adam Thielen. Exactly. Stephon Diggs. Like, I'm taking all... I just named nine receivers. I would take all nine of those receivers before I, before I take Dez. That's proven that Dez is not a top top ten shoot. Because Dez, Dez is really that one-trick pony. He doesn't, want, he doesn't want to learn any new tricks. Yep, and unfortunately... You can't teach an old dog new tricks. He's going to end old up... Dog doesn't, this old dog doesn't want to learn new tricks. He's not going to be the number one option next year on the team. He will be the second option. Um, he'll be lined up next to another premier receiver, and he's gonna have work. to. I don't think it will really work if he goes to a team that has nobody. He just need that, and he just gets all the money and all the all the receptions. Then, then if he goes to a team, then go to Chicago and do what yeah, Alshon Jeffrey did. Pretty much, that's because <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey was there by himself. He's gonna have he's to do realize, that. and hopefully that makes him realize. Like, I mean, I need to start working on my route running so I can go on a team that and wants to win. Year, year eight, and you have to work on your route running. It's too late, buddy. It's too late. It's too late. Anything else you got for us before we head out? No, that's all. I think I covered everything. I wanted to end it off with the Anthony Davis, but you know we went on a little bit extra about that, so I'm good you now. End up with what? I wanted to end it off with the Anthony Davis with the the 48 ah, points, okay, but okay, you know okay. we good. I covered that, so I'm all right. All right, it was another episode of the Gion Road Podcast, episode 22. Once again, happy New Year! Happy New Thank Year! Thank you for tuning in. Till next time. Till next time.